0: Spoiler alert, nothing's happened since the last time we talked. Not at least of the Cardinals anyways, but that doesn't mean that we're not chock full of things to talk about. Familiar faces, players that haven't signed elsewhere that did play with the Arizona Cardinals last year, and do you trust Steve Kime. Alex Clancy Barberog, Locked On Cardinals. Giddy up!
1: You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome Alex Clancy, Bob Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brock, follow me at Clancy's Corner follow the podcast and locked on AZ cards. Thank you for making locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day free and available on all platforms. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, etc. uh, bigger and better. Things are constantly getting bigger as, as the Cardinals try to form their raw lump of dough into what the 2022 organization is going to look like brought some familiar faces back a couple of days ago, Zach Ertz, James Connor, Dennis Gardick, Michael Dogby, etc. Um, but that's about it. There was a restructure earlier, you know, yesterday, DeAndre Hopkins freeing up some space. What does that mean? But there are a couple familiar faces from years past, one of whom doesn't seem to be the biggest fan of Steve Kime and the Arizona Cardinals, and the other was undervalued before letting, being let walk. We'll talk about both of them, see if there's a chance that either or both of them will end up in Arizona Cardinals Redcom 2022. Do you trust Steve Kime? Twitter split. Twitter is absolutely split. And if you trust Steve Keim, we'll end the show with that. But first, Chandler Jones doesn't have a job yet, though. And I know that we're, you know, 48 hours in. I know that what happens in the beginning isn't always the telltale sign for what will happen throughout free agency or really have any sort of tea leaves to read. But there are a lot of teams, Jacksonville's a big one, that's just started throwing money, just abusing their bank account, throwing money. Christian Kirk, etc., over there. Percentage right now, from what we've seen with Randy Gregory signing with Denver, with uh, Von Miller, you know, uh, linked to Dallas as taking as taking Randy Gregory's place there. Percentage right now, on Wednesday, March twenty third, that Chandler Jones wears fifty five for the Cardinals next season.
1: Five percent. Is that up or
0: down from what it was before?
1: Or is it the uh, same? Yeah, maybe it's up from 3%. (laughs) I I don't know. I just think that there's a ton of cap space available for some teams that will be able to have the luxury of spending on Chandler Jones, even if his his number comes down further and further. I just don't think that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in play for Chandler Jones. But, you know, crazier things have happened. They absolutely do need to address the edge rush position because you don't want to go into the 2022 regular season with Devon Connard as one of your starters he's a better role fit but uh, yeah i just don't i just don't see that this this ends with with Chandler Jones finishing his career as an Arizona Cardinal i just think that there are a ton of just teams that have enough money to give Chandler Jones the guaranteed dollars he wants to uh, to kind of you know secure the bag one last time sure and
0: and i think that i agree with that i mean i would say it's a little bit higher i'd say maybe 15 or 20% which obviously is an overwhelming underdog, but I feel like if the money isn't big enough elsewhere, he may turn around and resign. Like I don't think it's absolutely insane to think. like I did when the season ended, especially because he requested a trade a while back, but if the money's not there or if it's less money to go play for a good team, if it's more money to play for a bad team, less Mm -hmm. money to play for a good team, and the Cardinals are in the middle... I feel like you'd have a real chance of Chandler Jones coming back, playing the guitar after sacks for the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> you just don't feel like he the Cardinals burned any bridges. It was just business. It was just business. That. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, as far as what he knows and where he's spent his last couple of seasons and where he's thrived since 2016, sure. I mean, it, it, it's I guess it's, it's not that crazy. We've seen guys' uh, market value plummet at this time because the cap dollars, they quickly dry up. But I just see some teams, you know, maybe Indy, maybe even Seattle, uh, who have just been um, just crushed by Chandler Jones over the years. Maybe they'll throw a couple extra million dollars at him just to make sure he's not playing them twice a year again.
0: Yeah. I mean, would you rather play for Seattle for, you know, three year 30 with 20 guaranteed or the Cardinals two year 20 with 15 guaranteed? It'd probably be a little more than that if he comes back to the Cardinals. But Seattle's gonna be a dumpster fire. Like, do you want to play for a team like that? Do you want to play for Indy who has no quarterback? Like, these are things that the Cardinals are probably, regardless of how they ended last year, they're a, if they retain, if they, if it's they have the current roster they have now, they add, you know, uh, say they added Jameson Crowder or something. Okay. And say they draft B minus Lee, mm-hmm. you still have an outside shot to be a five or six seed next year with who they have. Yeah. You know, so that sure. is a playoff team. The defense, you know, where you are going to be a star. It doesn't matter how you perform, how the fans irrationally say that, you know, even though we've said at times that he disappears at times, but opposing offenses need to game plan for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, he kind of goes away. So if, if he's not on the roster, that's a detriment to the Cardinals and he'd still be a star if he came back. Right. So, I you know, I feel like it's more warm here. Than what we've seen this offseason, it wasn't a messy breakup. It was just, a, this isn't working, is it? Right. Well, I mean, work.
1: it's 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 like you're watching a game where the the team with the more talent on the roster is is losing, uh, but at the you know at the last second they can pull it all together and rally past you, and and that's what the teams with, with cap space can certainly do. We'll just see, you know, if they want to do it with with Chandler Jones. Who it's look, the Arizona Cardinals aren't the only team that are weary of a guy at his age and giving him a ton of guaranteed dollars. But you know that a team that's going to be built to win and they're a pass rusher away and they have some cash to spend, but Chandler Jones is the perfect fit for any whatever that team may be. And I think that, you know, yeah, you could probably take Seattle out of the equation because why would, why would Chandler Jones, you know, it would take an absurd amount of money. I don't think Seattle's trending that direction uh, as far as roster wise. You know, Deshaun Watson's already saying thanks, but no thanks. Uh, they're going to have a tough time finding a guy that can play the quarterback position for them to get back into contention uh, as early as next year. So you're right, probably not Seattle. But um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it has a lot of things have to continue to break the Cardinals' direction to have a reunion with Chandler Jones.
0: Yeah, and, and again, it probably won't happen. I mean, this is, this is, just, this is just speculation that I thought that he was going to pick up day one. It's just, it's just a guy. You know, he's still on the list. We've seen a lot of offensive linemen go either be traded. Uh, Shaq Mason was traded for a fifth round pick last uh, uh, yesterday. You know, to take place uh, for for one of their linemen in Tampa Bay that is no longer there. You know, Ali Marpet, and and when you have a lot of movement, a lot of big money getting thrown around, and Chandler Jones isn't at the forefront. He's not fifty. You know, and I feel like his name recognition alone. Calais Campbell got swooped up almost right away. Didn't he? Yeah,
1: he was 30 though. I mean, it, it's, th- th- there's a difference in Like Von Miller is probably the guy that people are waiting to see where he goes before Chandler Jones goes anywhere. I mean, it's, it's there's a couple wide receivers and, and edge rushers that their markets haven't developed as, as quickly as, as some of those uh, bigger name free agents were, you know, had kind of had that materialized for them early this, this tampering period. So you know things become start to become official today. Uh, teams will have a real good sense of what their cap number looks like, and you expect Chandler Jones to to go soon. And, and you know I, I I am I am pretty skeptical that the Arizona Cardinals can get back into that negotiation.
0: Yeah, and and that's fair. But I think it was something that because he hasn't been signed yet, it was necessary to talk about at least. Yeah. Uh, Alex lanty Bobrock locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Calais Campbell and Teron Matthew, both of whom no longer have a team, would it behoove the Cardinals to bring one, both, or neither back? Steve Kime didn't do anything yesterday. We got to find something to talk about. Alex lancy Bullbrock locked on Cardinals. That is next. What's right now, though, is bet on, or, uh, Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. Okay, um, There's a couple different things. That you can ingest via built bar. One traditional built bars. They've got all the flavors: coconut, coconut, almond. You know, orange at times, raspberry at times. Like their flavors are ever changing. They're all covered in chocolate. They're all they've all got around 17 grams of protein, less than four grams of sugar. Like they're absolutely what you need for something that's delicious that won't break the sugar or calorie or or carb bank. Um, 130 calories, four net carbs. That's pretty much where you're going to live with Bilt Bar. The puffs, though, they are protein-infused marshmallow that are covered in chocolate, and they're still good for you. Doesn't make any sense. Bilt Bar does all the work for you, okay? So instead of candy bars or, you know, protein bars that taste like chalk or the side of a wall, stick with Bilt Bar. All right, again, all covered in 100% real chocolate, low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. They just taste better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. As I mentioned before, 130 calories a built Bar, around 17 grams of protein. Can't beat it. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I mean, the, the Chandler Jones situation weird. It's just weird. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just jumping the gun because 48 hours isn't long enough to really see what transpires. But I feel like his name was big enough. Alex Clancy Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're following Locked on, Locked on NFL uh, every day. I do the one on Thursdays. Bo is the one on Mondays. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available on our platforms, just like Locked On Cardinals. So there's a couple names who were you know beloved here in uh, Fe- beloved here in Phoenix for years. Tron Matthew after the weed stuff at LSU, which seems so weird now after you know years have gone by. Uh, He dropped to the middle rounds. Steve Kemp took a chance on him, then gave him a lot of money. Uh, He was injured twice when he was an Arizona Cardinal, and then he went to Houston, got a one-year $8 million deal, and then has been with uh, Kansas City the last three years, and he was the heart and soul of that defense. Still a turnover creator extraordinaire. He is no longer with the Kansas City Chiefs. Calais Campbell no longer with the Baltimore Ravens. At his advanced, let's say, age, I think he's 36 now, um, Bo would it benefit the Cardinals to bring back either or both of these guys, even though what we've seen from Tron Matthew is he wasn't the happiest with Steve Keim and Michael Bidwell after they asked him to restructure. We've talked right. about that every so often.
1: Yeah. And I, and I tweeted something out about Steve Keim and his inability to draft wide receivers And Tyron Matthew had responded to one of my tweets like randomly. And he said, I've got it up here. He said, quote, he wanted me to take a pay cut. Maybe he should take one and invest in an advisor Real football guy, uh, in in all caps, kind of like sarcastically saying that. I don't think that that's going to be something that they can hash out. Uh, and, and you're like, well, where would Tyron Matthew fit into this defense? He could play slot corner. He could play nickel. He could play. You know, you could you could have a defense where you've got Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, and Tyron Matthew out on the field at the same time, and and you'd be a pretty good defense for it. Even though Tyron Matthew has taken, you know, I think a, a little step back. Um, and he's 29 years old. I, I think Calais is the most likely option here. I know he's 35. He was still solid against the run. He was still had a solid pass rush grade. Clayus Campbell fits a lot of where the Arizona Cardinals need fixing. And I'd love to see Clayus come back. You know what he brings to the locker room to finish where he started would be fantastic. I know he said he would like to return to Baltimore, but uh, if it's if it's both or none, yeah, sign them both. If you can get him at the right number, uh it, it kind of fits where Steve Kime has been hitting free agency, free agents the last couple of years, you know, 30 or close to 30 bets, uh, guys who uh, still have a little bit left in the tank on a short one, two year deal, get it done. And I think you're gonna be better for it. But we'll see. I I think it's it's pretty unrealistic with with Tyron Matthew. I hate to poo-poo everything today. <laughs>
0: No, no. And I agree. I mean, I just think it's, these are things, these are boxes that need to be checked on our end because they're familiar names and you know, Chandler Jones, obviously more familiar as of late. Uh, another former Arizona Cardinal just found a home. Jordan Hicks is going to be the second veteran from the Los Arizona Cardinals to travel to Minnesota um, and play for Luke bronze, Minnesota Vikings. Good for him. Everybody says good for him. You know? Yeah. Good for him. I still think he like, I know the cap. It was there. And I, I, I just feel like this was a lost opportunity to keep Jordan Hicks on the roster. Um, this whole thing about, oh, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons need to play, I think they need to earn it. Isaiah Simmons earned it. Zayvon Collins hasn't. Zayvon Collins hasn't. And Vance Joseph gets all this flack for not playing rookies. What if they're not ready? Like, that's one thing that I, you know, I, I was pounding the table for, and I, and I know Jordan Hicks is older, and I know at some point you got to, Take the water wings off and just throw them in, in in the in the water and see if they can swim. You know, with the rookie, with especially with Zayvon Collins. But I don't know. I just hope this doesn't nip the Cardinals in the butt, especially with how he was. He's just a fundamental piece of this defense for the last handful of years, even though his 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 performance had dropped off.
1: He was an iron man. I mean, he played every single game for the Arizona Cardinals over the last three seasons, but look, it it was easy. You're you're not going to be nipped in the bud for not bringing back Jordan Hicks, but you might be nipped in the butt because Zayvon Collins wasn't ready. I mean, that's the only, I, you can find depth at the linebacker position, whether it's through another free agent who probably would cost less than Jordan Hicks, who I wouldn't imagine is a big cap number for the Vikings. But, uh, it was just time. It just made too much sense to, to part ways with, with, with Jordan Hicks. And it's just like you, you, the business side, you can get lost in it and you can be romantic about, you know, players and, and how, you know, they should d- deserve to be, you know, uh, dealt with. And it was unfortunate for Jordan Hicks, but look, this is the Arizona Cardinals are, are trying to continue to navigate with Tyler Murray on this rookie scale contract while he's there. And he became a casualty that, and that's, Whatever. I mean, it was just a move to make. And good luck in in Minnesota. I think that's going to be a defense that continues to be reworked. I hope that the Arizona Cardinals check in on former Viking Mike Pierce, a big run stuffer, played for the Baltimore Ravens at a high level for a long time. They, uh, according to Ian Rappaport, were going to release Pierce, who showed up in a big way in that game against the Cardinals in Week 2. But, yeah, it's like Hicks is like, hey, thank you for your service. Good luck.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's just way too common here. I feel like that's way too common with the Cardinals, and you have guys that go make impacts elsewhere. Uh, Patrick Peterson. If Patrick Peterson ends up an Arizona Cardinal, Bo's going to shave his head. He already told me. He already told me off air. Um, it's true. I'll do, I mean, I'll, 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 do I'll do run the tape weeks. back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's not so much. It's not even the devil You know, because the devil You know, means that there's an issue. It's it's a it's I just don't know if I trust Steve Kime to replace a foundational piece like him.
1: I don't view him correctly. as foundational. Well, I, I maybe foundational think, yeah.
0: is the wrong word. A guy like a just exactly what Jordan Hicks was for this organization, a stable mm-hmm. Iron Man, as you mentioned, guy that can teach younger players. And I don't know. I think the Cardinals are going to severely miss a guy that was told, hey, you're not getting the starting nod this year coming up. You can request a trade and decides to come back play every every down and just be a professional. Like what I would much so rather
1: di- see was I would much rather see Zavin Collins. Well, yeah, I obviously. I want to see that. And, and yeah. it, I think there's a good, there's a strong possibility of that. Like is if you look at Steve Kime first and second round, rounders like their first year is a redshirt year and then the next year they tend to take a step in the in the right direction. And hopefully Zaven Collins, I mean, he has the he has the ability to do so. Uh, hopefully with a full off season as a pro, this is a guy that can take a step in the right direction for the Cardinals. And and the only way to do that is, is seeing significant snaps in 2022.
0: Another DB off the board. Desmond King signed yesterday, two years, 7 million uh, to go to Houston, three and a half mil guaranteed. Those are the deals that Steve Kahn needs to be making. Do you trust him moving forward? and I will not let either Bo or, my, Bo or myself in this next segment say you have to. We're going to take that away. It's going to be polarizing yes or no, because what it seems to shape up to look like now is Steve Kime is patting himself on the back from his signings last year and completely overlooking the other holes on the roster, still not having signed one other player from, an, from a different team not name the Arizona Cardinals up to this point. Alex Clancy-Bulbrock, do you trust Steve Kime? We're going to play the game show that everybody loves coming up. All right, final segment here. Like When I saw that Jack Rabbit Jenkins uh, would no longer uh, be employed by the Tennessee Titans, I'm like, he's going to be an Arizona Cardinal. Mm-hmm. 33 years old. I'm like, that's perfect. It's exactly what Steve Kime does. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe wherever you get your podcast free and available on all platforms. No paywalls here, baby. Um, Stefan Gilmore is still out there. JC Jackson is going to be a rich man in Los Angeles signing with the Chargers. I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, where's the salary cap going to come from? Oh, where's it going to come from? Stop worrying about that. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. Okay? Kyler Murray's not making $45 million a year yet. So everything is possible. And when you have DeAndre Hopkins, who we talked about earlier, freeing up an extra $7 million um, uh, with with his restructuring of his contract, like he said he was going to, it gives even more room. All in all, safety. Mm -hmm. Or uh, a cornerback. Linebacker pass rusher, interior defensive line, wide receiver, offensive line. So five of the positions on an NFL roster still haven't been uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, given any attention to yet. Mm-hmm. Do you trust Steve Kime to put a roster together that's not a bunch of one-year deals and add some stability to this team moving forward? Let's say for the next... Three seasons, because that was the amount of years, you know, the full amount of years that James
1: Conner and Zachary got. I got this. There's a ton of qualifiers in there. Um, do I trust Steve Keim the rest of free agency? I think that's just the question. And to take the Arizona Cardinals from an 11-win team and one and done in the playoffs, to put them in a position to to get back to where at least they... They finished last season. Yeah, I think he has the, the ability to it. I think that there's going to be the, enough talent left. You talk about the positions of need that the Arizona Cardinals still have remaining, you know, two days into tampering and everything, you know, free agency officially opens today. Yeah, they do have uh, some options there in at a, at a deep cornerback free agent class and a deep, uh, uh, a deep wide receiver class. And also a deep edge rusher class. Yeah, they're not going to get like the marquee names, but they they have the ability to add. Like that's what they did. They retained some guys that were key to their success in 2021, and now they're going to add to that. Uh, the pass rush is going to be huge, uh, but I still think priority number one remains the cornerback position. If you can get a guy like Gilmore, it completely kind of changes the you know everybody's uh, perception of this defense.
0: Yeah, but I mean. Wouldn't it be nice to get somebody under the age of thirty?
1: Yeah, for sure. yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, like but unfortunately, drafting well puts you in a position to to do those to make those moves. Uh, and, and you know, and the only team in in the league is Jacksonville that that's spending as many free agent dollars because they can't they draft worse surprisingly than the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> um, you know, it's the, you have to, you know, grow and develop your guys, but at the same time, you know, I, with, with the ability to go out there and do these one-year deals and create that nest egg for Kyler Murray going forward, that's just key, and that's just what reality is going to be for the Arizona Cardinals. They're not, they can't go out there and give these J.C. Jackson five for $82 million deals. They just don't have the cap. wherewithal. I don't care if you say it's a myth or not. They just don't have that ability, uh, but they can make these moves that can make them just a little bit better or find the status quo from an 11-win season. And why don't they have that cap space? We said it because of the, because of their inability to draft and they have to kind of fix some boo-boos, you know, like it's, it's one thing like it, I, I, we, we, it'd be every show if, if we were to rehash (laughs) this, we, you know, it's, it's trying to be a little bit more forward thinking as far as what they're doing. Um, But I, I do think that there are the players available through free agency. You know, is it, What do you wish that he was following what Tom Telesco and the Los Angeles Chargers were doing with their free agent class and how they built around their stud young quarterback? Absolutely. Like, I feel like that's probably uh, a, a better way to create a sturdier foundation going forward. You know, Justin Herbert, you've got the wide receivers around him. You brought in some good key offensive linemen last year. And then this year, you shored up that defense with a couple of the biggest names that were on the market, free agency and trade market. Yeah, absolutely. You'd love to be playing that game, but Steve Kim seems to have his own, you know, strategy hashed out and it, it you can't say it hasn't worked. But but I don't think anybody's denying. I think everybody would be naive if or anybody that is denying it and it would be naive to think that they aren't on thin ice. Like that they are, you know, that this can collapse on itself and that the Arizona Cardinals could easily go from an 11-win team to a 6-win team. Yeah. I mean,
0: the
1: good thing I, is that it's just the free it's agent early. really yeah, starts I, today.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. And and it's not it's not jumping to conclusions by any stretch. It's just the longer it goes on, the more competition there is, the thinner the free agent market is and the less I trust Steve Kim. Like it seems like the only thing he had in place early on was to re-sign Zachary and James Conner, So he'll pat himself on the back for what he did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll pat himself on the back and that's, that's it. That's what's been done. Okay. They brought back Michael Dogbe fine brought back. I mean, they gave Dennis Gardak That seems like a lot of money for what he's done so far.
1: It does. But but continue to look at what the base salary is for this. Season. Yeah, did, sure. Did you see did you say James Conner's base? Yeah. What is it? One million? One point seven five yeah. million dollars. I mean, yeah. as far as you, you just have to look at those numbers and what you know, the numbers that actually mean it's, it's this year's cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get strung out on next year's cap, or the, especially the cap after that, because th- there's some finagling there. Not to say like, hey, this is this should be like you sh- this should be like you're the meme, you're the dog sitting at the table with your cup of coffee saying everything is fine. Like no, not everything's fine, but you are walking on eggshells and you are having to be you have to take like a non-traditional approach to designing players. Like not all NFL teams traditionally aren't successful bringing in guys over 30, just just having a, a revolving door. Of one two-year deals. So Steve Kime, if that's if that's something that he can kind of carve out his own niche for, good for him. But you know, historically, people haven't been successful doing that. You don't find consistent sustained success. But the Arizona Cardinals, look, three years in a row, they've improved on wins. Uh, I, I think that Steve Kime has shown the ability to find some talent free agency. You know, he, he old Steve Kime special back in the day, he'd find it closer to training camp. I don't think you have the luxury of waiting like that any longer because teams have kind of wisened up. But I think there's enough talent out there, especially at some key positions the Arizona Cardinals to improve.
0: And one last little P's and Q's to mind here. Uh, comp picks came out yesterday as well. The Cardinals have one sixth round and two seventh round comp picks. Yeah. Um,
1: Not as nice as we thought, right? We, we thought maybe – I know things got a little bit uh, – we, we knew it wasn't going to be a third. Uh, we thought it was going to be maybe a fifth but mm-hmm. to get a sixth and two seventh, like when was the last time that Steve Kime turned those into anything? Like the last time, maybe Andre Ellington was a six round pick. It's just, uh, it's, it's nothing. It does yeah. nothing for me. Does it no, do it's true. for you? Well, no, but I
0: mean, Steve Kime has flipped six round picks before. I mean, we, and we just saw, we're seeing like, flip them all. Yeah.
1: Don't make a pick yeah. after
0: the fourth round. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, make a pick, make a good pick before the fourth round. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, I just hope this gets better. I just hope, like, I hope we start to see things a little bit sooner rather than, Oh no, they have seven holes to fill and they only have a certain amount of high draft picks. Hopefully they're not going to rely upon these compensatory sixth round picks to make an impact in the secondary for the yeah. 2022 season. Like I need, and I know we're what a month away from the draft. I know that this is early. I know that it's just a legal tampering and the free agency starts it. Like I get that.
1: How many and, players, how many players like, talented you know no you three know, name no yeah notable yeah they two to three and then you have your draft picks and then you know uh it's you, you, everybody's you know pr- probably pretty you know at this time we're kind of beaten into stockholm syndrome but i think that you know anybody hitting the draft you know blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while
0: once every eight years hopefully <laughs> for steve Kime. i mean like, so right now, I know we only got a couple of minutes here. The yeah. players that they need to sign position-wise before the draft, yeah. wide receiver, corner, edge rusher.
1: Yeah, right? I think, uh, yeah, so corner has the priority. I hate has corners. I don't care how good you are. I mean, uh, Patrick Sertan is is the uh, exception in, in a lot of the young quarters that pop are because for every one of those guys, there's five duds. Uh, prioritize a free agent corner got to get some beef on the defensive line. And then of course you, you either sign a slot or you sign an outside guy. You don't have to do both because you can find either in the draft. Not in the first round, Alex, even though I'm banging. The I be, so no, I but do. now it's
0: now it's like, listen, if that's the first, like if he does his work, if he eats his vegetables in the off season, have dessert on the first day of the draft, who cares? Because really this is the year where if you find somebody that's a big guy that plays on the outside, whether it be an OSU kid or an Alabama kid or a USC kid that Bo loves so much, this is rich at 23. This is the perfect spot to draft a wide receiver. And I trust Steve Kime's ability at this point more to draft a wide receiver than I do to draft anybody that matters on the roster, position-wise. So if you can bring in a (laughs) corner. What do you say? He's not very good at drafting. Well, but the thing is like, just stick to D1, baby. Stick to D1 and we'll be all right. Like if you can bring in a Stefan Gilmore, fine. At least Byron Murphy doesn't have to play CB1 and you can have Buda Like that's a real secondary. The Cardinals didn't have a real secondary last year. Like Marco Wilson, their fourth round pick got hurt and then everything fell apart. It's ridiculous. Okay. Linebackers. It's going to be like, well, hope it works. They need an edge rusher or pass rusher. If they don't bring back Chandler Jones, they need a corner. They need a wide receiver. They need a guard. They need another running back. Mm-hmm. You know, they need everything. Yeah. And the Cardinals haven't done anything except for bring back a couple guys that played with them last year at a high level. And then Colt McCoy, um, who some want to be the starter. Alex, <laughs> yeah, Nancy, Boba played at a high level. <laughs> he did <laughs> for Colt. He did. Yeah, 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 yeah. he did. Alex, Nancy, Boba locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.